What's up, 360 Electricians? Welcome to the 360 Electrician Podcast, the only podcast 100% dedicated to electricians that want to become electrical contractors and for you, the electrical contractor, to level up. In this episode, let's talk company paperwork. So important. It's a push that we're going to make on the YouTube channel at the 360 Electrician. It is going to be courses and editable paperwork that we are going to sell on our website at www.the360electrician.com. Head over there, sign up for our email list so you'll be the first to know when this paperwork courses drop. Now, everything I talk about will be available for a sample editable version. Use it, do with it as you will. I recommend you take it to your attorney and your state contractors board and your labor boards to make sure they're legit and they work in your state. Let's talk about the first paperwork. But before we do, have you subscribed to our YouTube channel? We're just about to bust 13,000 and our Instagram almost at a thousand. Eh, we're not too big on Instagram, but we're trying to get there at the 360 electrician. Look us up and subscribe. It's the way that you can support us. And if you haven't already download this episode on the podcast station that you're looking at, hit a thumbs up and comment. I love comments. It helps the algorithm and it helps others just like you to level up in the trade. Our first paperwork that we're going to offer is our non-solicitation agreement. This is if you're an electrical contractor and you have sensitive clients or your clients are your bread and butter and you've worked a long time, worked hard, invested hard to get these clientele. Now, what happens? You get some employees, they get in there and for some other some reason, your fault or not, let's be honest. They're upset at you. They think they're not making enough money, et cetera, et cetera. They feel like they're being treated unfairly. Well, it's super easy for them to now solicit one of your existing clients because they're already doing the work. Unlike me that's not on the field, I am the PR guy. I'm the one that takes care of the bills, the prices, make sure the clients are happy. But I'm not the one that's out there physically doing the work anymore. So my employees can easily go to, hey, Jim, uh, you know, listen, Jeff's uh, Jeff's prices are getting really high. He goes, why don't, why don't we take care of this one on a side job? I can come over here on a Saturday and just take care of the $700 project for you for $500 in cash. What do you think? That is solicitation of your existing client. The non-solicitation agreement gives a time period for a certain amount of time that an if employee is in your employment or leaves your employment, and that's the part you got to be careful of with your state and labor boards, that they are not allowed to solicit any of your existing clients or the clients that you actually introduced them to. Now, if they brought a client to you, that's a whole other different ballgame. But if you introduce them to a client and they did work and then they decide to leave, open up their own shop or to go on their own, or they just feel like, you know, you're a jerk this week and they want to make some extra cash, they are not allowed to solicit your clients or there's penalties and there is fines. That is the non-solicitation agreement. Do you have one? Do you need one? If you're watching on YouTube, comment down below if you think that's a good form as a business owner to give to your employees. Now, employees, don't get upset at me. I've been on your side as well. I think it's just fair. As long as your boss is treating you fair, paying you right, you have no reason to do extra side jobs. Or if you're going to do side jobs that aren't your uh, existing company's clients, 
ask your boss. You're going to be doing it illegally in a lot of states. You know, if you get caught, you're going to be in trouble. You don't have insurance. You don't have the right, maybe, certifications and licenses. So don't do it. Friends and family, it's a different story. I'm not telling you what to do, but I'm not an advocate of side work at all unless you're licensed to do it and your existing boss allows it or company, okay? Skipping along in no particular order, how about an employee uniform agreement? Now, I supply uniforms to my employees, and uniforms cost a lot of money. But there's two reasons why I now have an employee uniform agreement. And by the way, it just says that how many shirts, button-ups, whether they're T-shirts, uh, if it's, uh, you know— um, if it's uh, got their name on it or you know, if it's a special shirt or whatever it is, anything that's a uniform, a hat that belongs to the company with the company's logo and information is property of the company. You want to make sure that they return that property to you upon leaving. Why? Let me tell you two things. Put a policy in place that if a shirt gets ripped or is unwearable, they do not have the right to throw it away. Because they're going to say, oh, the shirt was bad, nasty, ripped up. I threw it away. You don't want that. You need to make a policy that they bring the shirt back to you. Now, I and my shirts, I don't have it here. This one's embroidered, but my other shirts are a patch. And I take that patch back, and the patches 99.9% .9 of the time over three years, five years, 10 years are still in great shape. It's the shirts that get jacked up. I still can take that patch off and be cost-effective and sew it back onto a brand-new shirt. And guess what? I just saved myself a ton of money on uniforms. But that's just one reason why they have to return it. I actually had an employee several years, maybe a year and a half later, I get a phone call by some company, by some man or woman, it was a, a guy, that said he was calling me from some news network, and they wanted to talk to me about one of my employees. I knew right away something was fishy, okay? I know all my guys in a news network. Apparently, an ex-employee of mine wearing one of my shirts with my phone number get up, got out of his truck and was about to knock this guy unconscious for tailgating him or doing something or vice versa. Maybe my guy was drunk, who knows, but he was in my shirt. And so that guy thought that he was an employee of my company and he was on the clock. You should have heard the complaint that I got. And I said, wait a minute, just because someone wears my shirt doesn't mean I employ them. And I knew who it was. I explained to him that it was an ex-employee and that he was going to file a police report. I gave him the phone number. I said, ask the police to call me and I'll be glad to give you the name and number of the ex-employee, but the police have to ask for it. You see what I mean? You never know. That might have been the next best client you could have ever had. And one of your ex-employees, who happens to probably be a jerk or doesn't like you, is wearing your old t-shirt and decides to do some road rage, right? It's going to look bad on you. What if he's doing side job and he's wearing your shirt? Maybe he's in a, a different part of town and he's doing a side job and some video camera captures him, doesn't capture the face, and the building catches on fire. You might be on the news where the news might think, oh, it's your company that was doing the work and it wasn't. You got to be careful. I know you guys don't think about these things. I know you're probably listening to this podcast and going, dang, Jeff thinks crazy. And I am. I'm crazy about helping you level up and not make the same mistakes I have. Employ me, employee uniform agreement have one, collect all your uniforms back when they decide to leave. And if they don't bring them back, you charge them a percentage of, uh, uh, sorry, uh, a dollar amount for those shirts. Trust me, they'll run and bring it back to you. All right. Our next, uh, uh, our next paperwork is something that uh, all of you guys should have as electrical contractors.
factors, and that is your required hand tools list. Now, I have this list for both my helper, journeyman, and even a master, okay? And this list is basically going to be all the basic tools that a, a potential employee or an existing employee needs to make sure they get the job done. This is not the tools or the equipment that I supply. I do supply tools and equipment in the warehouse, the bigger stuff, generators, uh, conduit benders like the Maxis, uh, the, all the benders in the vehicle usually from half inch all the way to inch and a quarter are ours, but I don't supply your hand tools, your strippers, your, uh, your digital ohm meters. Now I do supply megers, uh, your work boots, all that stuff is here in my required hand tools list. Now the journeyman one is more extensive than the helper one. Now what I also do guys, and it's going to come out on the YouTube channel and in another podcast is I'm going to teach you how I give bonuses and level up my employees, how I do that with gift certificates, with spiffs, with spin in the wheel and all this good stuff. But the required hand tools has a list on there that they can go to their you know local wholesale house, to the Home Depot, wherever they buy their tools and make sure that they have it. Because uh, the last thing I need is for someone to go on the job and number one, not have the right tool for the job because now you might be skirting the code. You might be installing it not the best possible way, right? You're going to use your Lyman's as a hammer. That's acceptable. But if you're going to use your strippers as a hammer, not acceptable. Okay. So we want to make sure that your employees have the required hand tool list. Again, just to remind you, all of these are going to be available shortly on the website, www.the360electrician.com for you to purchase as twofers and individual, all fully editable in a Word document and in a PDF format. That way you guys can take it, customize it. And as I said, talk to your lawyers, attorneys, state, labor boards, whatever you need to do to customize it, to make it your own. Do what you will with it. All right, moving on, you guys. In this podcast, I promised to you I was going to bring you business paperwork that you don't think of. Every company starting tomorrow, if you're listening to me, needs to have standards of conduct. It is almost your blueprint for employees on how they act and what they, you want them to do. I always preach be real. What I mean by that is if you're the guy that drops F-bombs with all your guys, don't expect your standards of conduct to say no foul language in front of clients, okay? It's not going to happen. What you do when the door is closed is what you do when the door is open. And maybe you pretend it's not, but it's going to slip. So make sure your standard of conduct reflects who you are as a business owner. If you're a gangster, don't have a standard of conduct probably. It's going to actually hurt you more than it's going to help you. But if you're clean and you are here to win in this game, you're in the marathon, the long haul, not the short race. We talked about that in a, in a, in a, in a pre uh uh, pre-podcast episode, your standard of conducts are, are what you expect. And again, expect to do what it says, especially if you're one of those hats, you are a journeyman in your company and you have another journeyman. You got to be the example for showing up early. You got to be the example of cleaning up, never with a broom, never with a broom. Don't make me ban you from this podcast. Okay. Never with a broom, only with a blower, right? The Milwaukee makes those nice blowers. That's what we use to clean up and that's it. Willful damage, destroying, improperly altering, or stealing property belonging to clients, fellow employees, or the company is prohibited. Standards of conduct, you guys. Showing up on time, your uniform, your cleanliness. You know what? Maybe the armpit smell. 
Make sure you shower. Standards of conducts. I want you guys to have this. I want you to understand it. It's so important for a unity, for a business to grow. It's part of the systems package, actually, that I have. All right. Next one that you probably haven't thought about, and it's totally going to be available from me. I use Field Pulse. Thank you, Field Pulse, for sponsoring being, uh, our channel. Uh, we are a brand ambassador for Field Pulse. This broadcast has nothing to do with Field Pulse, so I don't have to put the promotion item in there. But it's your GPS tracking permission. Almost every state is going to require you to let your employees and workers know that they are being tracked and monitored. There's a monitoring one's different, but this is GPS tracking. I track all of my vehicles through Field Pulse. Okay. I know there's a lot of other softwares out there. I know you guys out there are listening to some other YouTubers that are just talking about these softwares. One of the biggest YouTubers out there right now, I don't want to say his name, just promoted a uh, an app. Those are baby stuff still. Okay. I hate to say it, but they're doing that because they're getting paid a couple of bucks to say something. And maybe they're making a lot of money. I don't care. I chose my app, Field Pulse, because I use it day to day. And I reached out to them and said, hey, do you want to sponsor me? Not the other way around. Field Pulse I chose because it has integrated GPS tracking. It has projects. That's a whole other podcast. In fact, I did one with Field Pulse. Take a look at episode like seven. GPS tracking is a must. This tells employees uh, that they are giving you permission. You are tracking your vehicles 24 hours a day, seven days a week, because if they park it somewhere and it gets stolen, you want to recover it, okay? If they're going out for their late night booze run or, or uh, you know, kids baseball game at 7.30 when it should be at home, you're going to know about it because it's tracked 24-7. You need to let them know. It also says the use of company vehicle, what you allow, what you don't allow. I'm not going to get into what's in the paperwork. You can see it on the website when you sign up and join the email list. I'll let you know when it's out. GPS tracking, it is a must. Hey, are you getting something out of these uh, podcasts? Are you getting something out of these YouTube videos, TikTok, Instagram? If you are, please do me a favor. The biggest thing you can do for me for really taking all this time, time is money. Can you imagine spending at least seven, eight hours a week just to bring people like me, if because I'm an electrician as well, or people like you, information like this that really does help them level up, put food on the table? for free. This is free. This podcast is free. The only thing I get out of it is when you subscribe, unfortunately, a lot of sponsors and a lot of places that I monetize are going to want to see numbers. Now, they're probably looking at the wrong thing. 70% of you are electrical contractors. 20% of you want to be electrical contractors. If that's not enough for them, I don't know what is, but help me help you brothers and sisters in the trade. Just hit that like, download, comment. Just go to my videos and comment. Say, what's up, Jeff? I heard you on the podcast. Anything and everything, positive or negative. If you hear stuff you don't like, tell me I'm full of crap and tell me why so I can better myself, right? Let's not be the typical electricians that bash each other. Let's help each other. I really, really appreciate you. Next form. Are you ready, guys? It's the employee emergency notification form. I said that fast, didn't I? The employee emergency notification form. If you have employees, you got to know who to contact, number one, if there's an emergency. Here's the second thing, number two. In a lot of states, you're not allowed to talk to anybody about anything private. What if your employee smacked his head and he busted his head open and he's bleeding all over the floor and he got rushed to the hospital and you happen to call somebody that you know knows him and you tell them all that and it just happens to be someone that they didn't want them to know, you're going to get in trouble. 
It's not legal to talk about medical stuff to anybody or to tell anybody anything private unless you have permission. The emergency form does that. It gives you permission from them, the employee, on who you're going to contact and relay sensitive information. What if they don't show up to work for three days and you call the wife or you call the husband and you say they haven't showed up in three days and they go, what the hell? And next thing you know, he's he or she is divorced and they're blaming you for telling the husband or wife that they didn't show up. Well, wait a minute. The emergency form is exactly for that. If I called and the husband and wife is on this emergency phone form, I have a right as a business to uh, to know where I stand. My business still has to run. I have a right to know whether this employee is okay. Is there something I can do? And I can call the person on the form. I have permission to do that. So important. Yeah, blew you away, right? Emergency form, simple. But no, the legal part of it that you're not going to know until you're sued, and that would be too late. That's what I'm here for. The 360 Electrician, not any other YouTuber, TikToker, Instagrammer. It's The 360 Electrician for electricians that want to be electrical contractors, electrical contractors to level up. Remember we talked about uh, uniforms? What about company-issued equipment and materials? You guys got a form for that? You don't? Well, I do. Why don't you head over to the website, www.360electrician.com. I know I'm sponsoring my own <laughs> podcast again, right? But am I, I'm going to give you 10 times value, guys. Girls, people that are in the trade need to know this as bosses. You know, you'll lose one or two cell phones or a piece of equipment or something. It's, I mean, I'm going to sell this to you for what, 20, 30, 40 bucks? If you lose one piece of equipment, it could cost you hundreds. The company issued equipment and materials form, it is a must. You got to have it. It's going to cover computer, software, uh, uh, parking permits, uh, tools, you name it. I acknowledge that all items listed above remain the sole property of my employer. You write your name, you sign it, and all that good stuff. You're going to get it fully editable. Well, we're winding down a little bit here, but I do have a couple of more forms that are awesome, and they're going to be available. And that next one is the job completion sheet. Oh, my gosh. If you have employees and you do not have a job completion sheet for every single project, I'm sorry to say it, you are an amateur. Your callbacks are probably higher. You're probably the one doing the callbacks because your employees are at home at nine o'clock at night and then the customer calls and says, there's no power in the area you guys just worked because you didn't make your guys sign and do the job completion form, which by the way says, Turned on all breakers, labeled the panel if needed, and installed panel stickers. Wow. My job completion sheet, 17 years of experience right here to help you level up. For a few bucks, you're supporting me. You're supporting the channel to keep helping you level up. You guys like it? How many of you have a job completion form? If you do, email one over to me. I would love to take a look at it. Some of them are super robust. Mine is not. It's nice and simple. It's literally the top 15 things that you need to have on a job completion form. Now, I do have two more sheets. One is my SPIF sheet, which is my bonus program on how I pay employees, on how I help them level up and make more money in the trade. But before I get to that, yep, uh, you are going to get it. You are going to get it from me. Already made parts test version one and two for helper and for journeyman. It's your parts test when you hire and, and that helper comes in there and says, I've got three years of experience in residential and commercial. And then you give them the two page 
parts test during the application process. By the way, I'm not giving you the employee application because that's different in every state. You give them the parts test, they fill it out, and you got a little single line diagram for common sense and some code. And then they give it back to you and you mark it. And depending on the percentage they get, you're going to know based on what they wrote on their resume if it's real or not right away. Did you know I have journeymen that take this test and fail it and they have a journeyman card? There's no way on God's green earth you're not getting 110% on this test if you have four years of experience in the electrical trade, okay? This test is already made. It's simple. You can make it yourself, but why? I've done all the work for you. You just go to the website. You pick it up as one, as a one for or a two for. You're good to go. Along with the parts, uh, along with the parts test version one and version two, I would highly recommend you get my spiff sheet. Uh, I'm going to do a complete course on bonuses for employees. It's my spiff sheet. Spiffs are bonuses. I'm not going to get too deep into it here, but basically my spiffs start at $10, $20, $30, $40, or the number of spiffs times $25 according to two things, the completed job value. So let's just say my spiffs start at $850, okay? That means when you do a job as a doer, journeyman doer, at $850 or higher, you get a bonus no matter what. Now that bonus has a multiplier and I'm gonna teach you about that. And the multiplier is to keep your employees excited. It's not gonna be, oh, I did I did one spiff, I get $10. There's an opportunity to get $40 off a single spiff that's $10. There's an opportunity to get a 20 or a 30 or just the one, I'm gonna teach you about that, okay? Then there is the seller spiff. And the seller spiff is actually 15, 20, 20, uh, it's 15, 25, 35. It's more than the doer spiff because if you don't sell anything, nobody works. So I am incentivizing every single add-on or sale that my uh, employees do above $399. Why above $399? Below $399, it just covers costs. I still got to pay for the gas and the time and the advertising and the phone and all of that. So anything $399 or below, nobody gets any commission on the selling side. Anything above $399, even a journeyman selling five smoke detectors for $499, $599, will get a spiff off of that. Uh, anybody doing work at $820 or more gets a spiff. I want to teach you guys about that. Are you getting value out of this podcast? It's literally, I think, the only podcast for electrical contractors that has ever covered paperwork like this ever before. Comment if you're watching on YouTube down below. Let me know what you think if you're watching it or you're listening to it on the podcast. Guys, girls, I appreciate you. I love you. Listen, reach out to other influencers, YouTubers, TikTokers, especially the gals on TikTok. They're not responding. They think they probably think the 360 electrician's a joke because we're only best in 13,000. But we're electrical contractors. There's only 200,000 of us in the country. There's over half a million electricians and then add the DIYers and wannabe electricians in there, right? We're the only channel. We want to hook up with them. We're doing a big push with women in the trade. I want to give a big shout out to somebody I just met like literally two weeks ago. Samantha over at Nika, uh, big shout out to you. I'm going to have her on my podcast, and I'm going to try to have her help me spearhead the Women in the Trade series from a business perspective, from the electrical contractor perspective, not just the doing. These women, you've seen their videos, are blowing up. They run circles around a lot of us guys, okay? Okay. 
But they're blowing up, and I want to appreciate them. But not only appreciate them, but I want to appreciate the women that aren't there yet that are just getting into the trade. Those high school program trade programs, the L.A. trade tech programs, the women out there that really want to get in the trade, but they think the opportunities aren't there. We want to make sure that they know the opportunities aren't there. This isn't a political thing. This isn't a politically correct thing. Uh, I've been around 17 years, and I've hired, obviously, many women in the office and uh, two on the field. My two uh, women electrician on the field, the most amazing I've ever had. Sorry, Rudy, Jerry, I know you, uh, uh, God bless your soul. Uh, and a lot of guys out there, but man, these women were right on the money. They're a different breed than us guys. Okay. They see things differently. They bring such a value. You wouldn't believe the problem is I can't find any to hire. I'd love to steal some off of the TikTok, right? But they're all in the East Coast and uh, Canada. Nothing nothing close by. Correct me if I'm wrong. Hey, guys, I really appreciate you. Thank you for listening. I really hope you subscribe to this podcast. I really, really hope you head over to our YouTube channel and click that subscribe button, youtube.com forward slash at the 360 electrician. Go to the website, www.the360electrician.com. Sign up for coaching. If you listen to this in the month of May, it's still $50 off. Sign up for my ultimate marketing for electrical contractors, my ultimate paperwork for electrical contractors, which is not this one. That one is for uh, contracts and for uh, work orders. Guys, we will see you on the next one. Thank you so much for being here.